0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast episode number 216. What's up, Cleveland? Cleveland rocks, <laughs> as one Drew Carey said in the 1990s. I am one of your hosts, Florence Ion, and I am joined here on the other side of the virtual table by the irreplaceable Annie Annako
1: Hello, Drew Carey also said on the Drew Carey Show when uh, a plot point was that a certain member of their group of friends wasn't a virgin. Uh, said that one of the one of the slogans of Cleveland is Cleveland. We don't get it regular, but we definitely got it once. Mm.
0: See, I was too young. So I watched the Drew Carey Show, but I was still I was definitely too young. I. By the way, I've been talking about... We talk a lot about pop culture on here. I try to find... (laughs) Because I'm a pop culture buff. I always have been since I was a little kid. Um, My mom worked as a dental assistant before she became a hygienist. And I would go to the office after school when I was uh, going to school in the South Bay. And I would read all the magazines there and the ones she would bring home. So I would read, like, Red Book and People and just, like, Ladies Home Journal. And so I learned a lot about celebrities from that era, at definitely a too young age. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely, to s- seven Liz and eight years Taylor old. Taylor is such
1: a little housebreaking hussy.
0: Well, yeah, I was, I mean, I, I learned a lot about things that definitely I was too, but you know what? Whatever. <laughs> so I try to find, you know, things that I can relate to people on, which is why I, I bring up a lot of pop culture references. I find it's the easiest, easiest way, but... I also found that sometimes when I bring up certain references around a particular generation, and I apologize, I don't mean to be like ageist through this or anything. I just want to bring up the fact that sometimes I feel older than my generation because of the things that I caught on to much too early for for the timeline of when I was a tyke. Mm-hmm. And so often I'll be talking about things and I have a lot of like my Gen X friends who will just be like, how did you know about that? <laughs> to which I say, well, I was left mostly to my own devices <laughs> <laughs> and I read a lot. So <laughs> of magazines. So anyway, that's how I know about the Drew Carey
1: show. Once I blew my Western Civ teacher's mind like in ninth grade because I knew who Ishkabibble was.
0: Yeah, but see, that's that's like.
1: But but I but That's I only a- I only knew that because I was listening to the Doctor Demento show like every oh, Sunday, okay. and he would play novelty records, and some of them were like nineteen forties big band music.
0: Okay, uh, see, my husband has some stuff like that because he <laughs> his family's from the Midwest, so he grew up with some with some cassette tapes and things of the sort that I had like never heard of before. So it's always I always just think it's interesting how we all like our intersections of pop culture are kind of differ by person and it doesn't really matter where you were born or what time you were born like well it's
1: a, it's a it is a shibboleth of of kinds also i'm i've i've always been sort of interested in uh, like growing up with like Saturday morning Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yes. Where Bugs Bunny was making like all these all these cultural references and all these catchphrases that were popular in the 40s and it took me so like a uh, uh, every time you see like 23 skidoo written on the side of like an old like car like a like a like a hot rod car and not knowing not having any idea what that means only that in cartoons you will find that written on the sides of cars and for us people who grew up then would know that that was I actually had to look up the wikipedia on it that that in the 1920s both 23 and the word skidoo were both slang for get out of here and so 23 skidoo would mean like that double but also, but also that like and then you find out that oh well why is <laughs> why is why is this character like going how do you do like well, okay. I mean, that's kind of funny the way he says it. But oh well. And then uh, uh, over the course of time, your your your, your prism of uh, of pop culture knowledge expands enough to know that okay, there was a radio comedian, and that was his catchphrase. Like okay, did because it became this cartoon character's catchphrase. Did the radio guy get royalties? Did they send him a complimentary fruit basket? Maybe, or did they just rip him off and let him die in obscurity? I'm guessing See, the latter.
0: See, because I love to waste my time, um, I have been <laughs> watching um, the old Nickelodeon shows that debuted uh, in the early 90s that okay, were very I, can popular. I, can I pause yes. for a second? Yes.
1: My generation, there are no, there's no such thing as an old Nickelodeon show. Nickelodeon is a fairly right. fresh and new cable channel.
0: That's very true.
1: Gr- granted, I was still a teenager when it came out, but it was too young for me, so it's still an old channel.
0: Well, after the Americans <laughs> took it over, because I know it started as like Canadian programming, um, we some cartoons were introduced in the early '90s, and so I've been kind of watching them both to just like have stuff on in the background that I'm not really paying attention to, and also just to pick out pop culture references because I noticed that cartoons like Animaniacs, for instance made a lot and Tiny Toons made a lot of pop culture references that I did not get as a kid so it's very interesting the interesting part is to see how much adults put themselves even into children's programming (laughs) so yeah
1: (laughs) it's I I fear for the day when I might have to like explain to the younger generation (sighs) Okay, that uh, that musician with the white guitar dressed in purple with the curly hair and the little mustache. Oh. That's a rock and roll and soul and and uh, and, and uh, R&B and yeah, R&B. funk player called Prince uh who died about 20 years ago. Anyway, that was his signature look for a while. And uh, I think possibly the reason why he was attending that Hollywood party with the blonde woman with the big eyes and sort of the leather pointy uh, sort of outfit, that would be Madonna.
0: Uh, and yes, they the
1: both seem to feature sex quite openly and to quite great effect in their music. So that's sort of a pairing uh, in pop culture for the animators of that era might seem to be a natural flow. Hey. Now, can we go to the next slide in which you <laughs> we learned about this show called Friends?
0: Oh, and on anyway, that note, yeah, no, perhaps that it's is, time that for that us to now segue. <laughs> at,
1: some, at some point, no, no, I, I, I'm I sorry to be the ghost of Christmas future for you, but at some point, you're going to have to explain to like a, a child or a niece or a nephew or somebody what why that, why that certain haircut was described as a Rachel cut.
0: Mm, And then when you say, oh, you're like
1: from Rachel from Friends, and then you'll have to explain to them what Friends is or was. Yeah. (sighs) It's coming (sighs) for all of us, kid.
0: I know, I know. (laughs) Andy, what have you got going on lately? I have just been sweltering in the heat and (laughs) sweating and... um, you know. Well, we, we
1: we seem to be splitting the difference here. You're sweating because it's 100 degrees with low humidity. I'm sweating because it's like 74 degrees and really high humidity. So, mm. we we it's uh, how flexible is the human hardware that we can sweat under almost any condition? Uh, but so uh, I, I do have to I think uh, issue a correction uh, when uh, Google a couple weeks ago when Google released uh, some of the specs. Of the Pixel 4, especially highlighting, hey, look, we've got face recognition, and hey, we've got Project Soli uh, on the on our front, on the front of our phones now, and they included in the blog post both a description of how uh, these air gestures were going to work, but also, hey, here's a like a. a a schematic, here's a diagram of all the things like at the top bezel of the of the phone and what they are. So you see, oh, we see there's our, there you got your IR illuminator and there you got your left uh, camera, and then you got your right camera, right there you got your Project solely emitter. And one of these things was like dead center in the middle and it said audio port. And I now, and I said, oh wow, that means that, that means that like there, it probably means that there's a headphone jack. Oh, Kalu, clay, how wonderful. And it's uh, people on Twitter, uh, including uh, my friend, friend Rene Ritchie from IMORE, uh, pointed out that perhaps it was pointing to an opening in the top bezel if that had a speaker in it, as a phone might do. And I replied, he might have a point there, and also that it would be let's Just I would describe this as an needlessly offensive and provocative way. For Google to get our hopes up and call a speaker an audio port, I was focusing, uh, fixating on the word "port" there. So we don't know. See,
0: that. I just had no expectation for that, so I'm, I'm not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, now, the, the, the. <laughs> who, who knows? Maybe uh, your third replacement phone will break, and <sighs> Google will replace will replace it with a Pixel Four. Uh,
0: I don't know about that. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I got to tell you, and we're, I mean, we're going to continue to talk about the pixel four because it's like, it's that time of year where it's, it's in the Android zeitgeist guys and like the next one is coming out and, and leaks and this and that. Um, But just the more I hear about it, the more I feel like okay with my decision to maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is just what I'm telling myself to be okay with the fact that I'm not going to be spending that money this year. Because this is really the first year, this would be the first year in six or seven years that I have not upgraded my phone in the mm. fall, which I admit is a huge privilege just to be <laughs> able to do that. I, I Yes, I agree. Uh, but there's a lot of life stuff going on that I can't really drop that money as I normally would have been able to in the last six to seven years. And so... And, you know, and, and and like this is what I do for a living. And so, you know, you want to be present and current. And so I'm doing all these things to convince myself every time I hear a little thing about the Pixel, the Pixel 4, I go, you know what? It's going to be fine. I'm going to be fine without it. <laughs> it's not here yet, though. So I'm,
1: I'm not offering this as a piece of advice because you don't need any advice, least of all for me. Uh, I'll just say that my own reaction to that, which for other, which for other, other a a reasons that the Pixel Two nor the Pixel Three really excited me enough to make the purchase, but also that do we really want to spend a thousand dollars on this thing? on something we it's don't necessarily money. need or want so uh, and so that's why I've held on to my uh, my pixel one which again I paid <laughs> I paid like overstock.com for yeah, uh, so I, I got a deal on that to begin with uh, but so uh, a system that worked out well for me is to be just as uh, aggressive in the other direction and say that, no, 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 I know that normally I'd be writing all about mm-hmm. uh, how my first mm-hmm. six months with this phone are. Uh, instead, I'm going to be writing for six months to a year to a two two years about how wise I am to not replace hardware that's still working perfectly fine.
0: You know what though Had nothing to do I, with the fact
1: that I'm a self-employed uh, journalist in a rapidly collapsing market.
0: <laughs> well, but here's the thing is when I get uh queries from folks or when I get like emails from readers uh or viewers of all about Android or listeners of this show, I actually tend to hear a lot from folks who have not updated or upgraded their phones. It, like, how can I keep this lasting a little longer? Like, yeah. I really don't want to, you know, because the the fact of the matter is that it's it is a, a huge luxury to be able to upgrade your phone the way that you and I do. And I think for us, we can justify it to ourselves because this is oh, well, we do this for a living, and <laughs> it's it kind of helps with the taxes, and uh, and well, you know, like it'll help me sell some stories. But you know, maybe maybe now. Maybe the practice this year and going into next year, at least for me, will be: What is life like with Google in the in with things that have not been rapidly updated? So, how am I faring as a person who is not getting, for instance, what I'm hearing are some exclusive features that are coming with the Pixel Four, some exclusive assistant features? Mm. Like, how am I feeling by being, you know, the consumer who is? the the fan the <laughs> the the fan consumer right the consumer right. fan who wants to indulge in everything so that will i think that will be my practice this year
1: yep no that so. and that that certainly works fine my uh, uh it's uh, i have to say that a few years ago, I also started getting really really disgusted by people, but by, by the concept of being so excited about a consumer item that you just get totally freaked it's it's like oh, you don't need it. I know I, but what Apple users have been doing it for people?
0: years yeah, and, and I was I'm, so I'm jealous thinking, of it
1: and I well yeah and I'm, I'm thinking about it a lot more now because now I'm doing some like writing about uh and uh, talking about the the new Apple credit card mm-hmm, which mm, is like okay mm, so this mm, is a card mm. that is backed by that that is involved with Goldman Sachs which is not the most pure as snow, wonderful, trustworthy financial institution ever. And they don't give you almost, they they give you hardly any benefits compared to basically any card out there. You can have a credit score like well into the 800s and still be getting like a 24% or a really, really high percentage rate. Really, the reason why people want to get this is because it's an Apple thing. And I know the software features on the, on the Apple phone apps are, are, are nice, but for, for tracking your, your purchases and keeping your, your eye on savings and stuff like that. But that's the stuff that like your bank app, if you have a, if you have the right bank will give you, and there's no reason why the bank can't create those apps for you. And it just bums me out that, so you want to get, so you've added another high interest credit card to your wallet, admittedly one with no fees. That's good. Uh,
0: just one that because, is very aesthetically pleasing yeah, might i add. I god. <laughs> All right. It's
1: like I had to, this is this is one of those times where I feel old and I tell my remind myself that these should not be reacting this way that my god here is there there are unboxing videos for a credit card.
0: I know. Really? I know. I, but speaking as a diehard zero fan who is specifically going to L.A. for the Peach Pit pop-up, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I also get it. I also understand fandom as it also relates to tech. You know, my, my house is intricately laced with Google Things. Uh, you come over and it's like probably a walking advertisement in here uh, <laughs> if you just say a couple things and something will happen. Uh, So, But yeah, the credit card. Credit card is a lot. I don't know. If Google had a credit card that gave me money back, though, on my app purchases, Um. I probably, I would consider it because I'm not getting much use of the airline card because we've been driving a lot this year, (laughs) um, which, because it's just the nature of time and things you've been doing. And by the way, those Hertz points, they really rack up quick, which is kind of <laughs> awesome, especially when your car is getting kind of old and you know you want to take out something fresh for the weekend and it only costs yeah. like 20 bucks. But yes. So I, th- I don't know. I feel like if Google put out a credit card that gave me money back on all of the Google things that I bought that maybe, oh, I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah, because it be, hasn't happened yet.
1: It'd be interesting if they if um, it was a normal credit card, but when uh, you make purchases at the Google Store or for the Apple Card, you make purchases at an Apple Store. There, there are there are, there are no interest charges or like the lowest possible interest charge that could like the, you get two point nine percent interest on uh you can write you can write yourself a loan on a mac on a Mac pro so buy yourself a forty thousand dollar mac take ten years to pay it off <laughs> okay, so that's why they're not doing that that's why that absolutely would not work
0: uh, <laughs> It's really um, no different than a luxury car, but yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's still, it would still bamboozle people into <laughs> into buying a $40,000 computer and t- telling, yeah. th- telling themselves that, no, no, it would almost be stupid not to at 0% interest.
0: You know, we, you know, but Andy, at the end, at the end of it all, we're all just human with fleeting <laughs> lives.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're just I, trying to make the best uh, of the again. time we have
0: and get excited. I have to remind myself of this. So that I don't turn into a grumpy gills. this is just me personally, but we all get excited about things because it helps us continue on to the next day. So if this is what gets some people excited,
1: yeah. <sighs> that, that, that's something that I, I I'm sad to say I do have to remind myself of that: Is it dirty th-
0: capitalism? Yes, but. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs>
1: Exactly. If people no for for me it's like, okay, if if never ever ever be the sort of person who says, hey, stop enjoying that thing that you're enjoying that I don't understand why the you're enjoying the only time it. I will
0: say that if what you are enjoying is wrong. <laughs> okay. If true. what you are enjoying is bad for society, I'm gonna tell you, you're bet you should not like it. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay. I'm just I'm put, putting that out there. If you like something terrible, I'm gonna tell you it's terrible. Uh I, yeah, anyway. That's Oh
1: yes!
0: Terrible for society. I mean, terrible okay, exactly, for society. Exactly. That's what I meant. Okay, right. because I don't mean terrible like in the subjective sense, like right. the way I feel about Rick and Morty. But <laughs> I'm not going to tell you it's terrible because you probably like it. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to stomp on your feet over that.
1: Exactly. You can you can enjoy Family Guy. I don't sure. I don't necessarily think. I don't think the less of you because you enjoy Family Guy, this might provoke me to ask a series of follow-up questions to find out if you are incredibly sexist or incredibly racist or like a really big homophobe, which I align with... Uh, if you're uh, 100 out of 100 points on the Family Guy like fan scale, I would say you're you you basically enjoying the sexism and the racism and the, homo- and the yes. homophobia and the, and the lazy writing and the, uh, and the, vi- but Hey, but again, if you like it, you'll like it now. Well, uh, before yeah. one, one, more update on my end, uh, you might recall if you uh, listened last you last week that we talked about how uh, Google search now expands to now extends to individual um, episodes of podcasts. And I wanted to test it out by okay. telling, telling all of you of the, Bone-chilling truth about this horrible, horrible uh, plant in Australia called the gimpy gimpy tree. Yes, and also called the suicide bush sometimes because it will. It has driven horses who have like run through it to such levels of pain Mm. that they have they have run off of clips. Clips makes me sad. So with the idea that because we have never, ever spoken about this before, and also because we are leaving any mention of the gimpy gimpy bush out of the show notes, that if Google had a way of actually doing like uh, audio to text, any way of searching the audio itself, that eventually a Google search for podcast about the gimpy gimpy bush, it would turn up. And I did do a Google search just before we recorded, and we do not turn up in Google search. The other, but the uh, did interesting news. Neither does any other episode. So of episode of any other podcast. So there might be a market opportunity here, a market, uh, a gap in the market that if you you and I want to start like a gimpy gimpy bush uh, podcast, in which. You know, we speculate about, like, uh, no, I don't, like, maybe for our thousandth episode, no, not even for the thousandth episode, would we expose ourselves to a Gimpy Gibby Bush. But we could do things like one episode, it would be like, okay, uh, think of an interaction with a family member on Thanksgiving that would be so awkward that you think that maybe you'd like to take the Gimpy, gimpy bush Bush instead of being in this socially awkward situation. Or you could say, OK, we're the, uh, uh, the, uh, the American League Champions Series is, uh, is about to start. Which player would you uh, condemn to a Gimping Gimpy Bush attack if you thought that that would enhance your team's chances of making it to the World Series? You know, I think we could do like a weekly podcast about that. And then we would have the one, 1%, the, the top slot of Gimping Gimpy Bush podcasts.
0: Uh, I kind of, oh, I was just thinking, wow, that would just be like the meanest thing to go over to Thanksgiving and be like, I I brought you this plant, weird family member that has actually done a lot of <laughs> awful things to my mother. Uh,
1: it's related. Why, why don't
0: you, why don't you touch it? It feels really nice, doesn't it?
1: I heard that Gwyneth Paltrow uses it daily.
0: <laughs> oh, <Now> I, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking it. I was listen. I know exactly where both of our minds just went. Um,
1: it's related to the aloe vera bush, so <laughs> be sure to like crumple it in your hands before rubbing it all over yourself.
0: Oh boy! And that's the last. I, we now we ever I wonder saw if I can saw her Celeste. on it. <laughs> well, Ancelas, don't go around being rude. Don't go around being rude to my ma. Okay. <laughs> That's what happens. Um, I probably could get somebody with Poison Oak, though. Somebody who isn't from California. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Um, you know, Andy, I think we should do an ad break before I start to think of more revenge plots. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's, uh, I am the sort of person where I don't, wanna, you don't want to knock that first stick out of the Jenga pile because eventually mm-hmm. something really dramatic will happen. So I need yes. to not do that. This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash material. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for material. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash material and the offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support of this show and all of relay FM Squarespace make your next move make your next website
0: All right. So you if you are still a reader of magazines even if you're not reading magazines uh, which for those that still exist maybe you should because well the industry would appreciate it but (laughs) Wired's cover story for the September 2019 issue Is in giant bold letters, three years of misery inside Google, the happiest company in tech. Uh, Now, this is written (laughs) by the wonderful Natasha Tiku. I am a huge fan of her work. I've been following her. Um, She's just a great reporter. She's great at what she does. And she's been covering a lot of uh, the internal haps. At she covers a lot of the internal haps around um, the tech industry, actually, and uh, this feature in particular is – there's nothing – if you've been listening to our podcast for the last year and a half, two years, it's nothing particularly new. It's more of just like a very long, thoroughly reported and researched recap of everything that's going on. And I mean, it's a big feature, hence it being – a cover story. If you want to read it, uh, we're going to have the link in the show notes. And so you can go to wired.com and check that out. Uh, again, it's probably something you're going to want to sit down with a cup of something. Um, maybe some tea cookies on the side, it, because you're gonna, there's a lot, there's a lot to take in, but basically, uh, so nothing again, it talks about uh, the. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to just think about like where to start about what it talks about. It talks about the Demore manifesto about how the difference in gender and blah blah blah. Uh, it talks. I don't want to give any credence to that. That's why I'm just saying blah blah blah. Um, it talks about Andy Rubin and um, just like how that didn't that sucked. Uh, <laughs> I just. Do you like how journalistic I am about all of this? Uh- <laughs> I just,
1: I just thought it was a really good, like their, uh, their end of their broad stories that, like the big, yes. n- the big national international news stories that we'd all heard about, like those, like those controversies and Andy Rubin. But yes. we can't, it, it, we, I, I, don't, I never. T- when I say I never tire of hearing individual stories about how people are being affected by things inside of Google, I, I am very tired of hearing about them, but I'm glad that more individual stories are getting out there. Uh, and I also thought that it had a, it did a good job of kind of rather than talking about here is an individual incident or even specifically, wow, Google's been, getting a, been in the news a lot for sexual harassment right. and, the, and the culture inside, I thought they they really did a, she really did a good job of pre- presenting a couple of like really big picture things about Google culture that contributes to this. Um, start.
0: <laughs> yeah. Start. That, that's what uh, weave the entire feature. Actually. It was just the idea. Like Google has been this, uh, this place of work that has always been like, be open about who you are. Like you are this person, you are what makes this company, but the kind of, I don't want to say dark side, but, unfortunately that also brings about some ideas and thoughts that aren't so positive for everybody.
1: We, I mean, we all, we, (laughs) we all, I I think that here's, uh, here's, here's how I, what I thought about it, that um, you can have uh, a community culture in which everybody feels as though they can be open and honest about themselves. However, most adults As they go by, they start to realize that there are certain opinions of them. There are certain opinions that make perfect sense within the frame of reference of everything else that's going on in their mind. However, when they express themselves in this community and in this forum, where they're they're encouraged to express themselves openly and freely is going to come across as absolutely barking mad or completely offensive or completely insensitive or completely out of touch. And that the reaction when people hear you talk about why you think that the female engineers are not being promoted around here, you are going to get at least 200 to 400 replies to this. They're not going to be isn't it wonderful that you've expressed yourself and you felt that you can share yourself openly and honestly? No, people are going to be offended by that, and they are going to also openly <laughs> tell you where to stick it. And this also, and although this is valuable to the community because, okay, it's good to it's good for people to know that these are not for the rest of the community to say how you feel about this opinion that. Dames don't do programming well, and that's why they—they're dames. <laughs> but this is why you would know how to phrase it in the form of a question, and basically say, "I don't understand. I've I've always felt this way, and I don't understand why that's wrong." And that can have be problematic too. But the problem is the la- it's the last thing. You, wasn't there a, a, a wasn't there a joke in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where? Uh, there was a a planet killing weapon that the only thing it did was when it detonated in the atmosphere of the planet, it gave every single person sen- sentient being on that planet telepathy. So instantly, everybody knew what everybody else thought about everything, and they all annihilated each other within a week. And that was sort of a story about how hmm. op- com- being completely open with how you feel. Is not a, not necessarily a productive thing for a community if that community is not filled with people that are willing to listen and understand why people are reacting the way they might be reacting. Am I was I am I off base?
0: Uh, no, not at all. I think that's a really good point um, because it, yeah, I think that's a really good point, Andy. That's a really good sort of a apples to apples comparison of what just kind of the overall like thesis. Of uh, the feature was, now you actually highlighted some interesting specifics of the very, again, it is a long feature, which again, it's the cover story. So there's a lot in there to cover, not to mention that um, there's so much reporting done. So because Google had created this culture of so called aberrant geniuses, that's kind of what, by the way, Google aberrant. (laughs) <laughs> if you don't know what that means. Um, that's what sort of, uh, that's what really contributed to this overall culture. But I do want to say that this is not just Google as a company. Of course. Uh, I, and I say this often on this podcast, having lived here for so long and and covered this world, as long as I have, um, I'll be covering it a lot longer for the rest of my life. And one thing that has not changed is that this is just kind of how Silicon Valley sees itself. It's just like, Oh, well we're all just like trying to make the world a better place. And so everybody's ideas valid. And that's kind of what creates this just, you know, open forum. It's just, it's basically like living in a walking message board where <laughs> every category and every topic is just like blaring at you. And you're like, Ooh, but I don't really care about that section. Um, that's why they say ignorance is bliss.
1: Yeah and you also it's uh, the, part of it and, and part of it is that and th- this is this is what this is why I, I really like this article because it really made me uh, think about things in a, in a different way that for the first time I felt myself I, I'm, I'm uh, felt myself thinking that there is a negative act, aspect to the activism uh, amongst the Google community. That the things that they're fighting for are very, very important, particularly when it comes to equality of treatment and equality of the experience of all workers inside Google. The negative of that is when I don't know I don't know how to put this, but um, so I will put it I will put it this way, and if I'm wrong, and <laughs> I could I could be wrong. Uh, Or rather, I could be explaining this, how I'm feeling wrong, that the best way, the only way I can put it is that where where it becomes harmful to Google is that if you have people who forget that their job at Google is to be engineers on the search team and not to be conservative activists who are complaining that conservators are not being treated fairly Uh, Inside Google and uh, Google users and Google search terms are not being treated fairly for conservatives, meaning it's important for Google to be held to task for uh, making sure that Google search is fair for everybody. However, sometimes if if you spend a disproportionate amount of your time using this open culture and these open message boards to be an active advocate for conservative points of view at Google... That's not what you're there for. And it's a huge, huge distraction. And it's possible that this could extend to pretty much any other cause that's being talked about inside Google, that they've created this this they've created this culture in which they are encouraging people to talk and they've given them tools to organize communities inside of Google. But does this mean that a lot of their teams, a lot of their engineers spend a lot of time? goofing, I'm sorry, I was about to say goofing around in the broadest sense, but that was even the broad sense, it doesn't work. Uh, Instead of being focused on from nine to five, I'm going to be working on improving Google Docs. As soon as I get home, I'm going to start, I'm going to be using extra Google resources uh, like other, uh, like a, like a Slack, uh, or, uh, <laughs> or discord so that those of us inside Google could then talk about what we're experiencing and talk about the direction of the company and talk about whether Google should be working, uh, with the, uh, United States intelligence community or military community. It, sometimes it feels as though a lot of their overhead is spent, uh, inside Google that of arguing within the family, whereas, uh, the f- uh, again, I'm, I'm 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 sorry that I'm, I'm sorry that these thoughts are coming out so uh, so half formed. That in a world in which in a, in a different sort of culture where these where where discussion and debate was valued, however, understood that you are not raising you're not going to raise the red banner of revolution inside the company. You are probably going to. W- w- even that didn't work. Okay, well, Jim, leave all this in because it shows how conflicted I am in trying to express this. I kind of get what I kind of yeah, get what yeah, you're but, saying, yeah, Andy. I'm, 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 I'm saying that we're. To, I'm talking about problems that are uh, that are make that might be unique to Google, and the possible. I'll, I'll wind this up. I'm, I promise you, <laughs> but the the. the uh, One of the great things about the article was that it did make me think that, is it possible that encouraging all of your employees, everybody who works at Google, to be open and to communicate and to have all these tools to share all your thoughts and all your opinions uh, and also to mobilize and to act, is that not – is that – not necessarily in the best interest of the company and i'm not even talking about if they're opposing things that you're mm-hmm. doing it's mm-hmm. like are you are you basically creating the sort of message board that mo- that a lot of people would want to leave after 3 or 4 months because hey i i, I really just wanted to talk about minor, minor league hockey in the northeast <laughs> and i really really don't want to have an argument about why the new corvette is not a real corvette cuz it's mid-engined
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well okay we're gonna pop that link in the show notes so anybody who, who wants to read through it please please feel free also to to let us know how you feel about it you can tweet us at material podcast on Twitter we do we do read the tweets even though we don't update uh, and or you can email us I forgot that we had. <laughs> A material podcast email. I think it's materialpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Yes. Maybe on that yes. basis, that's not going to be your first point of
0: <laughs> yeah. contact with us. Yeah. Just, 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 yeah. We're on Twitter. You know where to find us. Um,
1: <laughs> email, hey, grandpa, <laughs> we've moved forward to 2009.
0: <laughs> Actually, again, slight digression, but email has become the new, like, way to just sort it's like the new uh, homepage now because that's where you like check in with your newsletters anyway uh maybe it's become artisanal
1: artisanal Mm, communication
0: you know gmail or email trying to find (laughs) its new trying to find a new life okay so speaking of um yeah i have no segue for this we're gonna talk about (laughs) russia now (laughs) that's my segue uh Dang, I to,
1: let's, let's talk about international politics. That won't turn into that – that doesn't have any traps for us.
0: No. Now, <laughs> I mean, okay. I suppose – I mean, I guess this is political. I mean, listen, we all – this is public knowledge at this point. Um, I actually looked up how to say this, and then I forgot it. So the Russian Federal Service for Supervision of Communications, Information Technology, and Mass Media, also known as Roskomontzor.
1: Roskomontzor. <laughs>
0: I'm Romanian, not Russian. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, was, I I had
1: Russian grandparents, but I, they died when I was very young. So I know how to pretend to know how to pronounce Russian words.
0: Yeah, I, can't, I don't speak Russian. <laughs> I speak a Latin language. So I actually have no idea sometimes how to pronounce some uh, Russian words. So I apologize. But yes, so the Russian Service for Supervision of Communications, IT and Mass Media accused Google this past week. Uh, I remember saying this. I was like, oh, boy. Of enabling and actively disseminating information about quote illegal unquote, Andy put in parentheses, unauthorized <laughs> government <laughs> protests. It's illegal in Russia, but it's, you know, unauthorized. It's really what they mean in the sense. Um, so they're accusing YouTube of alerting protesters that an event is about to happen so that more people can rush out there and participate. Yes, that's. Of course, what they're actually talking about is just the normal YouTube algorithm, you know, the one that sometimes people complain about. <laughs> well, yes, they're complaining about it from the fact that it's creating just apparently too much political dissent. Uh, so, if a video is popular, of course, and a user has watched certain kind of videos, it's natural that that algorithm is going to re—it's going to service that type of video content to them, encouraging them to go out on the streets and. Well, rah, least, rah, Rasputin, you know. Hey, check
1: uh, check out the latest fashions at the democracy protest uh, t- two two days ago. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. So I get it. Uh, I mean, I don't get it really. I but I get it in the sense of I understand why this government in particular is not happy about it. So the warning came in the form of a letter. Which ends, in the event Google does not take a response, the Russian Federation will regard this as interference in the sovereign affairs of the state, as well as a hostile influence in obstructing the holding of democratic elections in Russia, ah, <laughs> leaving the right to an adequate reaction, the letter emphasizes. Uh, so I took a pause there because of anybody who's been following Russian politics in the last, oh, I don't know, 50 years. Um, <laughs> democratic elections is not the first thing i think of when i think of russian elections
1: it's a it's a form <laughs> of political cosplay isn't it
0: yeah i think that's a good way to put it
1: everyone gets dressed up as 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 voters who have the right to choose who the who leads the country you know they go out they 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 vote in a in a, a venue that is like the, the people who reproduce the props associated with free and open elections, they get every detail down there. Uh, and everyone gets get to get their picture taken, get selfies. And uh,
0: it's like pioneer days in exactly. Mar- for American sculptures. Right? <laughs> it's just like, hey, look, what this is what it's like to have an election. Yes. Uh, so I my commentary on this is just so when I saw this trending on the Twitter, I was like, oh, boy. Uh, I figured we would talk about it, so I didn't immediately, like, go into reading about it, but I also just thought in the back of my mind for, you know, I, I did, I have a minor in international relations, uh, I remember very few things, because college, okay, but I I did study Russia and post-communist states, and it's always, it's never a surprise to me. But I, I am always curious to see how American companies will react to this sort of thing. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast about Google and its relations uh, abroad. We talked about Google's uh, footprint in China. We've talked about Google's footprint across the world. And so I'm always, I'm very curious how, I don't know. I, I guess I'm curious, of what Google's response will be to the Russian Federation?
1: Yeah. See, the, so there are a lot of protests that are happening in Moscow, like enormous, huge protests that started for well reasons like uh, general elections coming up in which viable candidates are being left off the ballot, that sort of thing. Uh, and so it really looks like Russia is trying to find a foreign scapegoat for all of these protests. And so, for their own, mm, uh, for their funny. own, like uh, angry, terrified elderly uh, voters to say, no, 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 it's they're really they're everybody loves this government. It's <laughs> it's almost scary how much everybody loves this government. But the CIA and America and American companies are trying to cre- are, are creating these protests to disrupt our elections. And yeah, so this this uh, supposedly going to be a special session of the Duma. Uh, Next week to vote on to basically have their own election, American election interference (laughs) uh, sort of hearings about how all of this is supposed to work, even though they haven't found any evidence whatsoever of any sort of interference like that. But they're also pointing to things like uh, statements uh, on the congressional floor of uh, where certain elected uh, national elect, uh, Congress people have made statements about how uh, there is a lot of protesting going on and a lot of protesters are getting hurt by security forces, and hoping that this ends well and that people are allowed to speak out like that, and so the Russians, the Russian government is saying, "Yes, you see, Americans trying to interfere in our elections." But it, it definitely shows off how difficult a line that Google has to has to tread these days. Just just like you said. Oddly enough, they've got incredibly powerful and angry people saying that, you, Google, you should be doing nothing to filter content on your service. And then the same person next week will say, Google, because of this violent act that people use social media for, you should be doing more to screen and filter out content on your service. And it's like... We just we just created this thing so that if you have cute pictures of your dog, you could then just like post those cute videos. We really didn't wanna have to do be responsible for how everybody communicates everywhere in the world. And so there's I have a lot of sympathy for YouTube on how they have to tread that line. Uh, which is not to say that they're free of of responsibility. Uh, There's been some, I didn't put in the show notes because I'm still sort of reading it and trying to understand it myself. Uh, But uh, like the the, the power of YouTube just by the power of the algorithm to say that if you enjoy this video, if he enjoyed this video, we're going to try to find more videos like that, that how it could like, it's been spinning like uh, political futures in Brazil, because if you find one video and keep watching it all over and over again about how uh, you, the Andy andotgos of this world, are being browbeaten and defeated by the Family Guy fans of this world. And here's <laughs> proof of it. And eventually, it will show you more evidence that me, Andy andotgo, the reason, the reason why the conference room that I normally do my uh, do my remote podcast in at the library was booked today, and so I'm doing it like elsewhere. There'll be a video that's has pushed me to say, see, it was a, probably a family guy like fan club meeting that pushed you out of, your, of the conference room that you so rightly deserve. So it's not as though YouTube is blameless. Um, well, excuse me, there was, there, it's possible for them to be responsible but blameless, but that still means that they have responsibility. And I honestly don't know how YouTube is supposed to handle these things. They're supposed to put their hands on their hearts and do their best, but I honestly don't know what they should be doing.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about to the context of how this will affect the rest of the world, because uh, I, you know, I have a lot of family in Romania. I'm very invested in the politics there. And there is a similar political dissent that I well, there's a lot of corruption and I, I see a lot of that perpetuated through social media and the new the news that's shown. And of course, YouTube becomes a part of that because it becomes a vessel for that information to travel out widely. And as YouTube it becomes more and more this, it's just like an, it's a entertainment portal. I mean, this is what people are tuning into. Uh, I... I go to people's houses and it's usually on YouTube these days. Like they just put it on a playlist and let it rip. Mm-hmm. And this is becoming commonplace, uh, internationally. Like whether you want to put it on a music video channel or whether you put it on a news channel, there's like, there's all these kids shows. Like people are using YouTube to make up for what they kind of don't want to pay for in terms of cable and things of the sort. And I get really worried about that because a lot of that content is, Unregulated. I'm sorry. I I know that's not like a a favorite word of people to say, (laughs) but it is kind of because in the past, like, like, this is such a big topic that I'm just like now getting us into. So... there are pros and cons to regulation, okay? But I am just trying to say that in this particular context, YouTube is just way too much of like a, just a free world out there of just like whatever content you want to put up there. And there's nothing to really stop anybody from going down a bad rabbit hole, is what I mean to say. And that can be very detrimental for society. Uh, It's bad enough that the regulated stuff isn't always truthful or <laughs> or proper, um, you know. Because I think a lot about how there's, you know, there's still a lot of news organizations out in the world that are, you know, run by oligarch uh, oligarch companies and all spout the same lies. I'm gonna say them. <laughs> Uh, internationally. And it's, it's just really frustrating also as a journalist because it's like, where is the control? Like, it just feels like there's no control over it. And uh, yeah, you're right, Andy. This is like a, this is a really big problem for YouTube to solve because if, huh because from our perspective, it's good that people have access to this kind of like activism that they're like being emboldened to like go out and speak for themselves. Uh, but then there's the flip side of the coin where there's also the, the bad part of it all that's like radicalizing folks. And yeah. So it's it's a it's a dangerous dance, but this is what YouTube has made. It's money off of. Yeah. This is how it's set its place in society. So now it needs to figure out a way to rein this in or just say, you know what? Makeup tutorials. That's all we're going to show. <laughs> you know what? Everybody can agree that makeup tutorials are fine. That's plenty enough drama there that we can extract from. You know, there's lots of drama between these makeup artists. Okay. <laughs> Still getting a lot of revenue from that. Mm. So we'll just, you know, I'm fine with it if it just wants to become into a makeup yeah. review channel.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, because it's, the, uh, I, see, I just realized that like a lot of these like YouTube beefs uh, with uh, YouTube content celebrities, like technically it's on YouTube, so it's part of Google. And so if we're having like a really, really like heavy month, I would like nothing more than to talk about like, the fake whether the marriage between two of these people is fake or not and whether there's going there's going to be a beef uh between tara whatever who only know because of taracon which was a really really funny (laughs) a really really funny example of Uh, the world we live in yeah and so so sometimes it's just it would be a big relief that instead of – for for this show and for um, NPR on Friday and a couple other things, I've now had to learn how – I've spent the past couple of weeks trying to learn how the Russian version of the FCC works. Yes. And I would much, much rather be like watching all these like diss videos and saying <laughs> – you know if Shayna thinks that she can throw shade on my fans on the on the dil the Dilb crew, then she got another thing coming that's what she got, and that's why I made this special t-shirt that you can buy in my merch store that says, <laughs> "Hey girl, none of that not here na." Nah. <laughs> and uh, I know that if you really want to fight back, it's just $38. <laughs> like, uh, See, that's the fun oh, part this of too. This means nothing. This has no <laughs> impact know. on anything except for people with way too much money. And now they're taking that money. They're putting it back into the economy where people can maybe feed people with it. Okay, I, this is good. Let's talk about that instead.
0: How about let's uh, jump into an ad?
1: Speaking of bold, bald commerce, I, I'm in favor of that completely. This episode of Material is brought to you by Willow Tree. Willow Tree is a mobile innovation agency that creates products for Pepsi, HBO, American Express, and many more. And listen up, they're hiring. If you need a new challenge, a fresh start, or just the next career step, this ad is for you. The Willow Tree team has launched over 500 apps, websites, and bots that impact millions of users. So this is your chance to be part of something big. They believe diverse teams create the best products. And not only do they have a rating of 4.8 out of 5 on Glassdoor, they were voted the best place to work in tech by Glassdoor and Fortune. If you are a software engineer, iOS or Android, a designer, or a product manager apply to join their team now at bitly/willowtree material that's bit.ly/willowtree material apply now or bookmark it for later so that you can apply when it suits you or visit their careers page at www.willowtreeapps.com/careers to view all openings our thanks to Willow Tree for their support of material and all of Relay FM.
0: Android Q, it's almost that time. Yes. We still don't know what it's going to be called at all. I'm mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they just left it at Q at this point. Yeah. Uh which is fine, I guess. So we are in the final beta. I have not updated to it. I'm just kind of hanging on the last beta. I guess this is beta 5, right? Yes, so I'm on beta 4. Come on, Flo. You got to say the right facts for the people who are listening into your podcast.
1: <laughs> I think the, I think the final beta is beta, it's beta is six. six. Yeah.
0: Uh, apologies. So I'm still on beta five. So beta six, this final beta is out. We kind of knew that it was going to be cut up into six slices, and that this was going to happen. Um, the blog post that uh, the Android Android Developers blog put out, you know, starts out. We're just a few weeks away from the official release of Android Q, which with
1: an exclamation point, so you know mm-hmm. they're excited and serious.
0: Well, that's what I was trying to denote in my the way I was reading it. <laughs> I'm but <sorry>. yes, <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> um, it, which is exciting! Yay, Android Q's coming. Uh, a lot of folks were still complaining about the gestures, <laughs> which I understand because we're also trying to figure out what. Google is trying to do here mm. uh, for the rest of us. And that is a completely valid concern. So no, there no, are no couple- No back button.
1: That's going to be a little hard to. Do. I'm sure I'll get used to it. I have no negative or positive feelings about it. I'm. Just wondering how long it'll take before I start stop wondering what happened why nothing's happening when I'm tapping the lower right hand corner of my screen. It
0: doesn't work, by the way, on uh it doesn't work appropriately on the third party launcher. I'm using the beta with a third party launcher right now, and the way it does the recent app screen is just it like zooms in, it's very it's weirdly cropped, and you could tell that I'm running a beta. It just feels very but I know what I signed up for when I did that. So this beta 6 has a couple of tweaks. Um, Night Sight now is out of the more settings. Thankfully, it should have been front and center in the first place, uh, in my opinion, because it's such a it's such an integral part of the Pixel lineup at yeah. this point. Uh, there's some improvements as we were talking about the gestures on the back gesture. Improvements to, I guess, make it more... Accessible, less uh, baffling, that is of course, <laughs> less yeah, it's up, That's up to the user. That's up to the user at this point. I'm not <laughs> applying any. We don't want to prejudice. We don't want to prejudice any of you. <laughs> yeah, and it really is. When it comes to these sorts of things, it really is a subjective thing. Uh, now, Google, on its part, has done because again, Google is a data driven company, and they're all about that data. Uh, They have done a lot of research and uh, 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 what's it called? Um, A-B testing? Yes, thank you. A-B testing uh, with these gestures to kind of like come to the conclusion of what would work best for users. So I trust that they are doing their best to implement based on the information that they have, but I think obviously the real test is going to be when this is out in the world. And I think, of course, the other frustration is that, yay, Beta 6, yay, Android Q is almost here, but how many Android users are going to get it immediately? Because, again, we still have that software fragmentation that is plaguing our lovely ecosystem. We've been complaining about it for years. If you're on a Samsung phone, you're going to get Android Q whenever Samsung decides to give it to you, and you're going to have whatever version of gestures or whatever usability Samsung wants to throw your way. And um, so I guess it's all a crapshoot at this point. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's also uh, an icon for the emergency call button. Now an international symbol, which I didn't realize, I guess the six-pointed snowflake that you see on ambulances is an international symbol. So you can now hit that to call emergency services anywhere you are, which um, I think is a lovely, helpful thing that, again, should have been a part of uh, mobile operating systems for a long time. But, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it always blows my mind a little bit that this probably, I think these still the most... Recognized international symbol for hey emergency help would be like the Red Cross symbol, but it is a Red Cross symbol, and they're super 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 picky about not letting anybody else use it. Which is which makes sense because they want to make sure Trademark. that yeah. If you can get if you can get a T shirt <laughs> with it with it on, you could basically sneak into any emergency <laughs> any 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 natural disaster you want. You can't have that. But yeah, no, it would be it would be bad. But I'm I'm saying that it always it just always surprises me that uh, when you can't they, they will be very very careful about that. So the end, I was also surprised that oh now I've now that you remind me that that thing is on every ambulance and on like every EMT crest. Oh, so that's why they're not they they aren't they all just like fans of that six pointed snowflakey sort of thing.
0: It is. They use it in Europe too. Yeah. Um. As as far as I. I've only been to Europe as the other continent, so I oh, maybe I, oh I have been to New Zealand. I think they use it there too. <laughs> <laughs> it's an international symbol.
1: So a few, so they're saying uh, it will be available in a few weeks. So we're guessing, I uh, don't know, end of August, maybe first week in September.
0: You are optimistic. Um, yeah, it could be. Today's yeah. the fourteenth. Mm, so that probably actually September, that yeah. that beta six came out on the seventh of August. FYI. So we're about a week behind on reporting the news. So a few weeks would be, yeah, the end of August, beginning of September. Could you imagine after Labor Day? Hmm.
1: Hmm. So just think, you could be on the beach for an entire weekend with a phone running untested in the wild, beta, beta software that's never been in the hands of a million people at once. So maybe, well. give, maybe give that a thought before automatically installing it as soon as, you can, as, soon as it's available to you.
0: Yeah, good good advice, Andy. Actually, and, and, and uh, the good news take. is, for,
1: and the good news is, for most of you, you won't even have that problem because you won't be able to get it unless you exactly <laughs> unless you have a Pixel phone, probably.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, so we just want to leave you with a couple more little news items uh, before we head out here at the end of the Material Podcast. So actually, Andy surfaced this, which I just think is great. So I had no idea about the Teen Tech blog which it, we're going to put a link in the show notes. So this is, it's a, a blog about teens covering tech and I love it. It's teen journalism. This is how I started my life as a journalist in high school. And I love to see that it it's just being perpetuated worldwide. So uh, this teen was wrote a blog post about how they were sitting two seats away from a Googler on an airplane, and they got to see the Pixel 4 in the wild being used. Uh, they got to see what the lack of bezel looks like in the wild on the Pixel 4. They got to see the Project Soli and face-unlocking featurette. Uh, that's been that's been talked about. They got to just look over this person's shoulder without them knowing what was going on, <laughs> and they did their due diligence and took notes. I love it. Andy, what did you think about this? Uh besides the fact that this is just great teen trash. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly.
0: I, it's just wonderful. I love it.
1: Well, for, first first of all, again, I, I I don't know the age of the person who who's who wrote this blog, but I, I assume I assume it's a teenager. And like good for you. And, and their this-
0: blog does follow GDPR by the way because it's the yes. code.uk link. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: dead, um, I- <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh good good for you. You are you're, you're learning something that um I certainly learned as a teenager, which is that uh people in positions of high responsibility don't treat you one hundred percent seriously and you can exploit that to your mm, advantage.
0: That's a good point. Ha. Because <laughs>
1: Because if, if 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 I, a gentleman in his fifties, were to be sitting like two seats away from a Googler, and I've got my Chromebook and I've got my other like tech gear, and I'm just suspiciously saying, so that micro, I, I've I remember reading something I don't know, maybe it was just on on the Ellen show that it uses micromillimeter wave radar that samples at ten thousand frames per second. Now, is the resolution deficiency good enough to get like a pencil tip? Or, or or will I be able to like activate it by my wave of my yeah that that would give me away whereas a kid <laughs> who who probably like p- hiked up his voice an octave saying golly sir is that a I you unlock that phone with your face but it's not an iPhone how does that work. Uh, be... These pictures,
0: by the way. Yes. <laughs> so, Just for anybody who's wondering.
1: Yeah, so he, he, he did briefly uh, speak to the man. Uh, un- he's talking about uh, what he's observed. He didn't get to see a whole lot, but he said that it really seemed, uh, unlocking the phone, uh, it really seemed like magic, positioned flat on the man's lap. He pressed the power button and it unlocked. I would say that it was about as fast as the Huawei Mate 20 Pro's face unlock, which is amazing this early in the process, and especially at that 60-degree angle. Unfortunately, after... After briefly speaking to the man, I learned that most of Project Soli's capabilities were locked on this prototype, so I didn't get to see any other applications of the technology. Uh and he also managed to sneak a photograph. <laughs> that doesn't
0: Of the phone on the lap of the Google yeah. employee. Right.
1: So clearly clearly it wasn't a dude saying, Oh, by all means take a picture of, of my of my lap. <laughs> <laughs> no no sir honestly I was just trying to get a picture of your, of your leg you had good shapely legs he he does he, the Googler does seem to have like very very hairy blonde or white uh hair on his arms that's all we can that's all we can say uh but it uh it seems to be in some sort of not uh, some s- I don't know if you call maybe a, a folio case because you can't see any of the metal frame. There's some sort of a pl- some sort of plastic all the way around it, uh, but it does look like the best. Mm. Like the the screen goes all the way to the edge of. What you can see as the edge of the metal frame of the device, unfortunately, and yes, I was the person. I-, I did have to right-click this picture, uh, save it, open it in Photoshop, and like do all the tricks with like exposure and levels to take a look at that top edge to see if there maybe was a headphone jack in there uh, before. And it wasn't until like I really got the brightness up that I realized that okay, there's a case covering it, so I don't, so we don't know. Uh, but uh, notably, he doesn't seem to. The case he's got it in doesn't seem to have a cutout for a headphone jack up that. And he's cup.
0: watching something, Well which I'm he's, assuming is using headphones. He's
1: probably well. Maybe he's just uh, maybe he's just one of those people who always makes fun of me for not having Bluetooth headphones whenever I complain about no headphone jack. Maybe there maybe the people who designed this case didn't get the news that. Google was surprisingly keeping the headphone jack on. <laughs> okay, yes, I know, I know. I'm trying to keep hope alive when hope is one bare I know, ember. I'm letting
0: you have it. I'm <laughs> letting you have it.
1: Oh, God. When even, the, when even the Note 10, which is the size of a Pop-Tart, they decided they didn't want to put, want to put a, a headphone jack in there. You know that you may be right, but you're going to be a right person who is not using <laughs> analog headphones with your phone.
0: Well, everyone, go give the Teen Tech Blog a look. Just give them give them some clicks. Yes. <laughs> you know.
1: And teen, uh, teen Tech Blog, thank you, thank you for doing it the classy way and like actually writing a blog post instead of doing a, a YouTube video.
0: Oh. And if you did you, do
1: a YouTube video, that that's, that's no no uh, bad thing to, to say about you. I'm just saying that I I want to live in the fantasy that teens are still writing, blogging.
0: Yes, us olds need you to validate the fact that what we do for a living still matters. This is really (laughs) what we're trying to say. So thank you for validating us and our choices that we've made in life.
1: <laughs> if not for me, for Flo, because, you know, I'm like 20 years older than Flo, I'm, I'm guessing, which I mean, I'm old enough that I could transition into like becoming a landscape photographer to for the last 10 years of my working life. But Flo's got another 20 or 30 years if she really commits to this. So. Trying
0: to adapt, you know. <laughs> uh, but I will say I think that U- YouTube would have made it harder for this to circle around um, Maybe. Maybe the teen knows about Tech Meme and what. To, <laughs> <laughs> to hit up the algorithm. Uh, okay, so our last little bit of happy news. More, is more, like more to, in teen
1: news. This is, this is the teen news segment I'm just realizing. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. Um, so this year around uh, 222,000 students entered a, context, a contest contest. With the context to respond to the theme, when I grow up, I hope. This so is the, this, this is the is, uh,
1: Google for Doodle contest. Yes, uh, so Google for, for Doodle c- to contest. create a Google Doodle that will actually be on America's refrigerator.
0: Yes. Be aware that that's
1: how Google like uh, colloquially refers to the like, it's, like that the.
0: I was about to say, is that what know. Google.com is America's refrigerator?
1: They are they're referring to the Google uh, to the Google Doodle as America's refrigerator, like the front the Google homepage. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, I have not fully unpacked it yet. So I guess in context that would mean the Doodle is the thing you're putting on the refrigerator, and the Google.com homepage would be the fridge itself.
0: Well, if you get one of those new fancy fringes, you know, they're not actually magnetized, so you can't really put things on them. So, (laughs) well, you know, fanciness.
1: That's horrible. I can't can't imagine. I I honestly think that if I were, even if it weren't terribly close between two refrigerators and one had had a door you could put magnets on, the other did not have uh, magnetic doors, I would take like a... Uh, uh, not as good ice making capacity to have to be able to take my fridge magnets that have survived like three different fridges in my lifetime and to I
0: mean, the refrigerator is still the hub of the household. We use it. I have like all these whiteboards affixed to (laughs) ours, and like coupons, and phone numbers, and pictures of our cat (laughs) because she doesn't doodle. So that's the best we can do. Um, So the winner was announced on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, uh, who was one of the judges. Okay, okay. No (laughs) shade to Jimmy Fallon, but yes. Andy put put an uh, in parentheses, which is hilarious because so I clicked the link before I read the description that Andy had put in the show notes. And I was like, oh, God, it's Jimmy Fallon. And so but then I wrote in parentheses, Andy, thank God you also uh, at this. So it wasn't just so Andy and God I are vibing him. here on our feelings he, about Jimmy a, Fallon. He's
1: a fine entertainer. <laughs> He's he, uh, people who are fans of him. I'm glad that, that you, that his fans are getting the product and late night hosts that they want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It does. laughs> but yes, I'm not
0: just, here to tell you, we're not here <laughs> to tell you that what you like is bad or wrong. Uh, we're just saying that us personally, you know, this
1: is this is a, a self descriptive thing that I I can't watch him. <laughs> it's like every time I every even when it's <laughs> guys
0: like, look at the tonight show guys <laughs> like oh my gosh just yeah I mean stop. even even
1: when like my favorite like uh, guests are on the tonight show and all I you don't have to watch the whole show here's a youtube clip that just has the mm-hmm. interview with like pat Oswalt. that's like <sighs> But Jimmy will be there, like grinning and saying, "Oh my god, that's wild! Oh, that's crazy! That's so crazy! Oh my god, it's wild! Really, really! Oh my god!"
0: Oh, he makes so much more money than we do. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, again,
1: again, I'm gl- again. That's fine. That says nothing negative about the world we us, live in.
0: I'm just reminding us where we are in the totem pole here. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> So that people understand that we know we know where we exist uh, in this. Uh, okay, so back sorry, to the back winner, to <laughs> the lovely winner of this Google for Doodle. Um, the winner was Aranza Peña Popo with a doodle that she called, Once You Get It, You Give Back, which she drew in honor of her mom. Uh, and she wrote, When I grow up, I hope to care for my mom as much as she cared for me my entire life. She said, My mom has done so much for me and sacrificed a lot. And now I'm crying (laughs) Uh, because that's it's it's a beautiful picture. It is. um, So she presented it. She's wearing this really cute uh, heart dress with hearts on it. And the picture is kind of watercolor ish. I'm assuming that was the medium used that it's just it's a portrait of her and her mom behind her. Is her as a, a kid, a younger kid, and then her and her mom in front of it in real life with her? I'm guessing is the current age, and yeah. I just think, I just think that that is a really just that's a really sweet doodle, and I'm glad that uh, Google, yeah, I'm glad Google's giving it some some publicity because it's what a beautiful sentiment to put out there.
1: Yeah, it is lovely, and like in so many ways. Like uh, when I first saw it, like as the thumbnail in the uh, in the keyword blog or whatever, um, I really did think that oh well, so this is like the professional Google doodle people like created a doodle based on her idea. It's like, no, she did the Google logo and she did the the painting in the middle. It, it's not only really a beautiful uh, piece of watercolor art, but it is absolutely in style with what the Google doodle team would have put together. It's just, yeah. it's, it's really quite lovely.
0: And for those who are curious, uh, Aranza will receive $30,000 toward a college, college scholarship, which is awesome, but also wise and college-free, America. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm editorializing <laughs> there. And her school, uh, in she's from Georgia, so her school, where she was recently named valedictorian, will receive a $50,000 technology package, which I'm sure will have a lot of Chromebooks in there. <laughs> so I'm just, you know, it's Google. Why not? Uh, But it's a lovely picture, so check it out. We'll put the link in the show notes so that you can give it a click, give it a look, enjoy it. Um, And that about wraps up our show this week.
1: That'll do it for now, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, We have a couple of housekeeping things just to mention. So we are doing our annual membership drive, as we usually do, at the end of the hot summer. Uh, For those who don't know, memberships start at $5 a month. It's a great way to support not only us, but the rest of the Relay FM family, which if you haven't checked out the other podcasts that coexist along with us here uh, on the network, you absolutely should. Members-only content is included in the membership, uh, including a bonus episode from us, which we are currently we're currently talking about uh, and going to the cauldron and putting together Newt's eyes and frog's legs and other sorts of things to try and um, concoct something together for you. The membership (laughs) includes a monthly behind-the-scenes newsletter, 5K desktop wallpapers of Relay FM show artwork so you can have a giant material podcast wallpaper on your 4K Mac cinema display at work so everybody knows the podcast that you love and cherish. Weekly, and uh, you will also have access to a monthly Relay FM host crossover show Which is a great way just to kind of meet Other folks here on the network Get to know this community This podcast community that we have And are so proud to be a part of um, And of course the membership gives you Access to all the bonus episodes that are put out By us and by Our neighboring podcasts So if you are interested you can go to Relay.fm slash membership To learn more uh, And if you would like to support us, you can do that uh, also by going to relay.fm material. And also I have one more little bit of housekeeping news. Thank you for staying on this long, those of you uh, who have stayed on. We are having a five-year anniversary show uh, in San Francisco, which I am going to be at. Uh, I am super excited to basically meet... A lot of folks in person, uh, unfortunately, Andy, we're still just friends through Skype.
1: yeah, well, uh, uh, it's uh, let's not say whose fault it is. they just uh, I was informed uh, by Mike that they took one look at my performance writer and they said no way, and that's fine. Well, you
0: only wanted green M& Ms which come on. who are you, Mariah Carey?
1: <sighs> uh, uh. you know, I mean <laughs> you fly me first class, you fly my duck first class. You're not, if you you expect me to put my duck in business class, no. Uh
0: so I'm going because I live like 30 miles away from the city. <laughs> so I'm going to be there. And um and we are actually there's going to be a so there'll be a live taping of um a show from Relay FM, but there's also going to be a fun game of Relay FM Family Feud. They're basically pitting the hosts against each other. We don't really know what teams we're going to be on, so this is going to be an interesting, an interesting game of Family Feud. Uh, Steve Harvey will not be there, oh. which some of you might be wiping your brow. Woof. So, that, so, so that, that
1: means that like they're not going to be just sort of like goading you into giving like sexy and inappropriate answers to common questions? No.
0: Oh. no. But there is a uh, Google Doc that you as a listener can fill out. I'm going to put the link for that in the show notes. So please, if you would like to contribute, go on, go to that link, send in your questions, any questions that you have for Real FM hosts. We, we are a very interactive network. So we try to interact mm-hmm with others. Um, thank you. That's the end of our housekeeping for this week. <laughs> Andy, is there anything that you would like to leave with us this week? What do you have? Do you know what you're doing on NPR this week?
1: Yeah, we're, t- we're talking about Russia. We're probably going to be talking about <laughs> oh, the, yeah. No big deal. <laughs> Again, no big deal. Uh, probably talking about the Apple card and the rest of the stuff is pretty much whatever I have air for after we talk about two things that get me confused and curious about what's going to be happening in the next year of everybody's lives. Uh, and uh, we're doing it. Uh, I'm going to be on one at the, uh, at uh, WGBH in Boston. If you don't have a radio, you can uh, go to WGBH news.org and stream it live or hit the site later because they do of course uh, stream all the shows later. And if you are in the Boston area, Uh, We are actually going to be on Friday from the uh, beautiful radio WGBH uh, news studio at the Boston Public Library, open to the public and inside slash adjacent to a really cool little coffee shop. So get yourself a cookie, get yourself a beverage, uh, sit in and see how goofy I look when I'm trying to appear as though I know what I'm doing. You will also see my Chromebook that has all kinds of names, including how to pronounce all kinds of things. Oh, also, also, I'm going to be at the uh, uh, Boston Comic Con, aka Fan Expo Boston, all three days this weekend. No, I will not be having a table, <laughs> but I'm going to be moderating a few panels. Uh, so oh, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, that's go. It's always fun. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's fun to at least like be able to, I'm definitely going to get into the, the, the Gail Simone, uh, session because I'm moderating it. So I don't have to wait in line for an hour to get there. Uh, so, uh, I'll probably I put uh, my actual schedule up on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so if you uh, watch my Twitter site, a Twitter feed at Anatko, I-H-N-A-T-K-O, you'll be able to see like what panels I'm going to be moderating and see, again, how pff, me trying to look like I've got a kernel of competence at something that I claim to have a lot of love for.
0: <laughs> thank you, Andy. Uh, and thank you, as always, for putting together the show notes for us <laughs> and for doing so, so thoroughly So that I sound like I know what I'm talking about," Uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) she said. One day after doing her her Twitch Android podcast, (laughs)
0: Uh, not even a full day, by the way. This is is, actually, you're right. It was been 24 hours. Okay. Um, As for me, I am. You know, I just don't really have anything to promote right now because I've done so much work and it's in it's in the editing chairs right now. And I'm also finishing up a lot of work. And this weekend I'm going to the Apple Festival in Sebastopol. Um, my husband's favorite apple is the Gravestein apple. So we're going to, we do that every year. We go eat apple funnel cakes or excuse me, apple fritters. And, you know, we go eat apple themed things and it's going to be fun and really hot. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and I'm just kind of enjoying coasting a little bit here at the the end of the summer. But if you need to follow me, you know where I am at, on the internet, florenceion.com, Twitter, Instagram, I know flow, my Discord if you're a part of it. I've been kind of quiet because there's I've just been so busy, but you know. Anyway, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening to the material podcast this week. We hope that you have a lovely next seven days. And uh, hey, don't forget, we're here for you.
1: We'll be right <laughs>